The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello and welcome back to another session of the Evolve and Share podcast with your host, Lakeisha, licensed professional counselor. So we are in session 48 and so we only have like about two more sessions left before the season two finale. So I'm so excited. Um, I think you guys will definitely enjoy the last two sessions um, of this season. And so this weekend has been really great, full of great things. Um, shouts out to Dooch and 72 and 10 and all you guys, Everyday Media, you know, celebrating a one year anniversary, but not of the podcast. Was it just of like having people up under you guys? That's what. OK. Yeah. So it, it was really, really exciting to celebrate that. Um because this podcast thing ain't for the uh, faint at heart. <laughs> you got to stay consistent and motivated. Um, yeah, so so kudos to them. So I'm really excited for that. Um, my cousin graduated with her master's in counseling. So shouts out to you, Sierra, because you are like my number one supporter. Um, so yeah, so I'm so excited. So y'all gonna have another dope therapist on your hands to deal with. So yes. <laughs> um, oh, and the Faces of Mental Health event was a really great success. So shout outs to um, P. Taylor Consulting. So Pat and her daughter, Erica, who's doing some great things in the community. Um, for hosting this uh, child and youth behavioral health summit. Um, some great people are part of the panel along with myself that just spoke to the validity of us needing to take care of our children's mental health and, and just being able to take care of our own as well. So yes, yeah, such a great event. Um, I got to connect with different people and people bought my shirts and my tanks and my, my journals. So I'm so excited. So the shop had gone live on Friday so yes so the shop to buy your melanin minds matter t-shirt is live you can go to my website www.theevolvingchair.com and click on the shop tab to get your t-shirt and if you bought one or when you buy one and you get it don't forget to tag me in it when you wear it so I'm so excited and just be on the lookout for more stuff coming up with different um t-shirts style designs as well and to stay connected with me please please um, send me your email address um, and connect with me so you can stay up to date on services products and events that I will have coming to you guys so for pop therapy um, I just wanted to highlight a little bit and get your guys feedback about the royal wedding I feel like that's what everybody has been talking about this weekend with um Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. So I, I want to hear what you guys have to say and what you guys think about it. Now, I know I've come across different individuals that are like, why are we so focused on this? They feel like, you know, this is just a distraction of us really um, being able to address the real issues that are going on in the world. And on the other hand, people are just like so ecstatic because they're like, oh, we 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 taking over the castle now. <laughs> First, we did the White House. Now, now we in the castle. So, you know, I, I want to hear what you guys think think about this so do you feel that this allows our our community to move forward or progress in a in a more um advanced way in some sense um or are you kind of like eh, people get married every day like 
you know, it is what it is. So yeah, I would love to hear your take on that. And I know uh, Keandra Jackson, another dope therapist out in California, she's um, big on relationships and healthy relationships. And one thing she highlighted was like every 36 seconds, there is a divorce, I believe she has said, and she posted um, a video about that. And I've actually had her on the podcast. And so, you know, she was just trying to get people to understand, okay, we see this wedding. So this celebration, which is great. But at the end of the day, we need to focus on the marriage piece to make the marriages work and do the work for that. So yes, I just want to hear your guys' thoughts about the royal wedding. And what did you take away from it? Or how do you think this will help the culture, the community? Um, Yes, so send me your thoughts, DM me, email me. So yeah, I want to hear it. So today I'm going to take a little different stance on things. Um, I've been focusing a lot on just like mental health. And we know we all have mental health. But it turns into a mental illness when we are not able to cope with those daily life stressors or those life changing events that happen. And I want to highlight. Um, well, I'm going to highlight four of the main diagnoses within the African-American community, but I'm only going to highlight two of them. So after this break, we'll be right back where we're talking about mental health illnesses. For you, the listeners of the Evolving Chair podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their services. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com backslash T-E-C-P-O-D. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash T-E-C-P-O-D for your free audiobook download today. And we are back. So like I said before the break, I'm going to highlight four of the main diagnosis within the African-American community. But I'm only going to really dive a little deep into two of those. Um, but before I do that, I just want to give you guys some statistics. One in five individuals in the U.S. have a mental illness, have a diagnosable mental illness. Blacks are 20% more likely to experience a mental health issue and over 6.8 million blacks have a diagnosable mental health issue. So those numbers are, are pretty high, which is why I'm so passionate about being an advocate about us having the conversation about the uncomfortable so we can begin to be comfortable about it. Um, so the top four mental health issues within the black community are major depressive disorder, ADHD, so attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, suicide, and post-traumatic stress disorder. And so the two that I'm going to focus on is major depression and post-traumatic stress disorder. So for, for depression, to be clinically diagnosed with depression, you have to have these symptoms for about two weeks. And so just to give you guys an idea of a few of the symptoms, I won't... Um, name them all, but just um, kind of like the core ones. So a persistent sadness, anxiousness, or empty-like mood, feelings of hopelessness or pessimism, irritability, feelings of guilt, worthlessness, or helplessness, loss of interest, loss of interest or pleasure in your hobbies and activities, a decreased energy or fatigue, you're moving or talking more slowly, 
difficulty concentrating, remembering, or making decisions, your appetite and or weight is changing, thoughts of death or suicide or suicidal attempts. And so with depression, it doesn't just affect your mind, but it affects your whole body. Because at times you may have aches or pains, you may have headaches, you may have cramps, issues with your digestive system because you aren't getting the right nutrients in and you're having more of the cortisol pumping through your body. Um, and, and with depression as well versus being, you know, you have the blues or you're just feeling sad for that time, it interrupts your daily life. So meaning that you literally cannot get up out of bed to get to work. Um, you, you cannot interact socially with individuals. Um, because you're just feeling so down and out and, and, and just overly tired. So you you may not even be able to 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 do the the basic necessities of things like get yourself something to eat or even shower. And usually with the depression, it can be treated from taking antidepressants. Um, which would need to be in your system from two to four weeks for it to process through your whole body. Um, and you'll start to see gradual changes um, in, in, in changes of your appetite and your focus and being able to sleep. Also, in combination with the medication would be a form of psychotherapy. So where you'll be te- you'll be taught skills to help change your thinking pattern. So those negative thoughts. Um, that you have ruminating in your mind, um, allowing space for you to allow your thoughts to be heard and sift through them with a professional as well. And, you know, not everybody um, that is diagnosed with depression necessarily is on an antidepressant, but yet um, they are seeking support from a therapist and just really really practicing those self-care things so we're talking about exercising doing the guided relaxations those meditations those things that I've posted about um, especially for stress awareness month you know and granted we're in mental health awareness month as well but those are those things that will help combat those those negative thoughts as well and one thing about depression it can be environmental so whether it was um, a traumatic experience that you've had or, um, you know, biologically. So sometimes people come to me and, you know, they'll share the story of, you know, when my mom has my mom suffers from depression, you know, my grandmother suffers from depression, my aunts suffer from depression. So many of the times those things can be biological as well. So we want to keep that in mind as we're gathering like our mental or our, or our, our health history. Cause you know, um, oftentimes, um, when you do go to the doctor for your physical and things of that nature, you know, they, they may have you fill out a little form, um, or you may bring it up um, about what what is in your family's physical history. But I think it's just as equally important for you to have those conversations with your family about what is our mental health um, history? Like, you know, was anybody in our in our family diagnosed with anything? Um, 
and suffers for from something or even having the conversation of, you know, because sometimes people don't get a diagnosis, but yet, you know, family members can tell you, well, you know, such and such is seeming down all the time and they're not eating often or they don't want to engage with other people socially or they used to really love um, going dancing or singing or drawing or writing and then all of a sudden that stopped and now they're kind of cut off and closed off to themselves and from the world and so you even having those conversations if nobody was actually diagnosed with depression but maybe having that conversation with your family um, and starting there and gathering the mental health history because like I said we we focused a lot on that physical health history right so we can be healthy but in order for everything to work together we got to focus on the mental as well and ask those questions so again getting comfortable with talking about the uncomfortable because you want to have those conversations because if you have children then all of a sudden your child is showing signs of depression those are things that you want to gather um, from, from, from your family. So you, so you know your history. So do you know your family's mental health history is my question. Do you know your family's mental health history? Cause I'm pretty sure many people can run off their family's physical health history. I know I can, I can run off my family's physical health history, but can I really say that I can run off my family's mental health history? I can, I can tell you a little bit about, um, what I'm thinking, you know, individuals might suffer from, but even for me, holding my family more accountable to have those conversations and allowing them to know it's just as important of us talking about our family's mental health history as it is our family's physical health history. So, and post-traumatic stress disorder and so we hear PTSD and I think many of the times we we always think oh you know that's only for the veterans but no that is for anybody that might have experienced um, or witnessed a terrifying event so it's it's not just limited to veterans and I know back in the day that was the big um, big thing that PTSD was always equated to just veterans but no that's for anybody and just a, um, a stat about that more than three million there are more than three million cases per year in the U.S. of individuals um, being diagnosed with PTSD and PTSD is a form of anxiety so some of the symptoms that you might experience might be nightmares or flashbacks insomnia so you you can't sleep or you're sleeping for spurts and you're getting back up um you're avoiding situations or people because you have high anxiety about a situation um depressed mood hypervigilance so that is that is that anxiety piece of it so you're constantly on alert about something um self-destructive behavior so things like excessive drinking or alcohol or excessive drinking or or using of drugs um you isolate yourself socially irritability feelings of guilt loneliness emotional detachment and so many of the times when I do have individuals that suffer from PTSD, they have experienced um, something what we would consider um, that is traumatic for them. 
And so we are we're working through that by by tackling those uh, those negative thoughts, the anxiety. And so part of how I operate within that realm is desensitizing the trauma that has happened. So we're naming it um, and, and allowing them to place the emotions to it and having the individual to name that emotion because many of the time or name that trauma because many of the times individuals will um, say, you know, well, when that thing happened or when I heard that thing, you know, and not really naming it. Oh, when, you know, so-and-so, beat me every day so helping them to name those things um so we can help move them through the process and desensitize it um so they aren't experiencing those symptoms that are affecting and impacting their relationships with their families um their significant others their friends um and interfering with their daily life and usually treatment for PTSD can be medication where an individual um, might be on a medication for anxiety or to help them sleep, um, psychotherapy. So again, teaching the skills to change the thinking pattern and allowing space for them to have their thoughts to be heard and sift through them as well. And something um, specific for trauma um, definitely depending on um, the severity of it is what we call EMDR, which is eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing. And so, you know, I'm going to have a EMDR specialist come on here um, to kind of explain that to you guys and how she operates within that realm. But with EMDR, it is supposed to dec- help decrease the, the symptoms. So those flashbacks and memories and things of that of the trauma. Um, so you could be able to process that a little more. So it's almost like opening up your brain, um, your brain lanes, um, to be able to flush those things out, um, and exposure therapy. So exposure therapy is, so an example of that. So maybe like a few years ago, one of the bridges, I believe in California, it was California or New York and the, the bridge had collapsed with cars and buses on there and a therapist worked with a student I believe uh, a high school student um with that because they would get so freaked out just riding over a bridge and so because because of this trauma that they experienced um and so how that therapist worked with them they would slowly inch them closer to the bridge um or introducing um the bridge and that experience to them. So whether it was them starting off with just, again, naming that, naming the trauma that happened and then leading it into, okay, well, we're going to just drive past a bridge or, or, or drive towards the direction of the bridge. So they start really small. So drive towards the direction of the bridge. You know, they only go so far. Okay. So now we're going to drive actually straight to the bridge. Now we're not going to go across it or anything like that. We're going to drive straight to it and stop. Okay. Next time we will drive maybe under this bridge. Um, and then next time, okay, we're going to actually drive over this bridge and so you know that again that exposure therapy is to desensitize um 
the the traumatic feelings that we have experienced that are attached to um, a traumatic event. Um, so that's another form. And again, all of that is completed with the licensed therapist as well. Um, so yeah, so I really just wanted to focus on those two things. Um, and I'm thinking I may I may just do a mindful Mondays in regards to the ADHD um, and and the suicide, but because I kind of feel like the suicide can be encompassed though under the PTSD and the major depressed major depressive disorder as well. And so what we're finding though too is that depression is I mean suicide is on the rise amongst our African American boys. And so again, having those conversations, especially with our males, you know, about how are you doing, how are you feeling. Um, and not to be have have them left out um, on talking about their feelings and their emotions because they matter just as well as as out as the women's. And so one thing that I have been um, just more adamant about is checking in with my son. and He's 10. And, you know, just on how his day was at school, you know, what is he feeling? Um, even when he gets upset, we're, we're processing that, you know, so talking about what was that thing? So, so that trigger, what was that thing that triggered you to get upset to this point? And how, how are you able to cope? when the next time this may happen, you know, um, and allowing him to vent his frustrations to me with no judgment. Um, because again, I want him to be able to articulate how he's feeling and be able to cope with it and, and take the ownership to be able to seek out those services, um, to, to cope with the stressors in his life. So again, having those conversations, especially with our, our young boys and not dismissing how they feel, because when we dismiss how they feel, we are reinforcing what you feel is null and void or what you feel, um, it isn't, 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 um, quote unquote, uh, the image of how uh, a man should be expressing himself. And so again, just having those conversations with the males and your children, because y'all know I'm big about that too. So yes, but everybody needs to be involved in the conversation. Um, so again, so reiterating, what is your family's mental health history? Don't just know the physical health history, but know the family's uh, mental health history even those people that are dating right so we talk about um you know when we're getting to know somebody or and we're past that stage and just um it, it's pretty serious getting to the point of being married but um asking them okay what is in your family history what like physical issues and things like that but also bring up okay has anybody in your family been diagnosed with anything um, in regards to their mental health? So again, not just knowing the physical health of people, but know the mental health history of individuals. So the wellness tip that I want to leave you guys with, though, is to check on your strong friends. Um, I've kind of been like weaving in and out of that um, more so for this month, because I think we forget about those people. Those are the people that we call first when we going through something and we boohooing or whatever, and they're always there for us or, and they may not actually have the opportunity to share with you how they're really feeling or the frustrating things that's going on in their life. And I say that because I actually had a young lady who's 14, um, 
I was meeting in session and, you know, she categorized herself as the strong friend because she's like, you know, I'm always there for them. And, you know, I feel like I can't show them my vulnerability or share with them what I'm feeling and what's going on with me because I'm the one that they come to <laughs> for the advice or or to just vent to. And so check on your strong friends for real y'all y'all do that but yeah so just um stay connected with me on facebook instagram twitter check out my youtube channel i try and upload the mindful mondays on there as well for people that may miss them um on my instagram live page but yes get your melanin minds matter t-shirt and i hope you guys be well and peace Hey, TC listeners, don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. It can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And don't forget to connect with me on social media, on Instagram at The Evolving Chair, Facebook, The Evolving Chair, Twitter at The Evolving Chair without the R, and my new email address, podcast at theevolvingchair.com. So send in your questions if you are interested in being a guest or want to be on the chair with Lakeisha.